Welcome back to One Winning Pod, where it's uh, now May 22nd, a week later than we said, but don't worry. By waiting a week, we got uh, the schedule a little bit more refined, a little edit that came to the most unimportant game of the year, <laughs> uh, as far as the timing, but uh, that's all fine and good. But before we talk about that, uh, May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and we also, uh, this, this topic became a little bit more top of mind this weekend when unfortunately the flock lost one of his members, Chuck, Purple Rain era on Twitter. Very uh, sad to hear of his passing, and we, we think about his family during this time. And we just kind of wanted to talk about a few things um, around mental health. I think this is something that all of us have dealt with on this show. Uh, I, I talked to a therapist today, for instance, um, and you know, I think it's, it's important to, uh, to talk to people about these things. It is important, um, and I think it's great that we see in today's society a lot more of the the lessening of of stigma around it. Honestly, um, especially for for men, I, I won't, don't want to pretend that it's not a problem for women too. But I feel like there's a stronger societal barrier in there for for men to uh, acknowledge feelings and acknowledge when you need help. And I, there's a ton of reasons for that. We could spend a whole pot on that, but um, yeah, I think. It's it's really important. This is a a month that's really important. Um, I think it's it's good for content creators to who have a space, anyone who has a space, to recognize it and just let people know. You know, you're not alone. We all go through things from time to time: depression, anxiety, sleep troubles, eating disorder, whatever. You know, whatever it might be. And you know, you got to check in with your your mental health, just like your physical health. You get a physical checkup. Yeah, I do a mental health checkup too, just to make sure that you're okay. Check in with your family and friends. And no, you're not alone. So, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, got no idea if you listen to this, if you're all all doing great or, you know, something's bothering you. But, you know, just from us to you, we want to let you know that just always be, be checking yourself and hopefully you have someone you can talk to who won't judge you for anything that you say and can help you out because it's, it's as important as physical health. That's That's the best way I can surmise it there. Your physical health and your mental health go together. Yeah, for sure. Um, self care is definitely a real a real thing. Everyone needs to practice physical care, self mental care. Yeah, I mean it's man, that's a that's a real tragedy for sure. Um, you know, just praying for his family, loved ones, and everything. Just man, you know, as uh, you know, our friend Jason on Huddled Up Films, I know likes to say like football's family, man. It's just. You know, I may not have, you know, known Chuck as a, you know, as like a real person, just, you know, kind of just on the Twitterverse and everything, but like, it's, it's a huge bummer, you know, it's just, um, man, just, you know, you feel like, you feel like we're all kind of family here, all friends, um, all cheering around the love of the Ravens and everything. And just, you know, it's, um, it hurts for sure. I, I can't, I can't imagine what this family's going through right now. I really, really feel for them. It's a tragedy, man. But Always, you know, if you can, you know, look out, call your, you know, call a friend, call, call your family, your loved ones, you know, let them know you care. And, uh, if there's anything on, on their mind, anything on your mind about, you know, whatever, like reach out, like, mm. you know, it's, um, yeah, definitely don't be afraid to, it's, it's always good to have, you know, a support system, um, around for, you know, you know, in all aspects of life for sure. Hope everyone, <laughs> hope everyone is listening you know, is, uh, is, is in good spirits. If not, man, um, reach out for sure. 
I'd hate to lose, you know, more people from this. And, um, you know, it's unfortunate it happens far too often, I think. Absolutely. I mean, we had on here, hobbies are great. This is a hobby we all enjoy. And, and the truth of the matter is we probably talk as much, if not more, unrecorded as recorded. And it's kind of a check-in <laughs> session with each of us. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we're really blessed to have each other as really close friends and talk to one another and make sure everyone's doing well. We talked about some really uh, heavy stuff, you know, the three of us and, you know, things going on in our personal lives. And I'm like really grateful we have each other. And I think everyone, if you can find a way, an outlet like that, it's usually beneficial. I mean, that's part of the reason the episode was late last week, you know, or like we didn't do it last week. We had, we had stuff that we had to deal with and that that's, uh, it's all good. But, um, well, let's talk about the schedule. How about that? We're going to transition right into that. And, um, I'm just kind of floored, like off the top, how a lot of our primetime games are at the end of the year. I'm very disappointed about the travel schedule as far as that goes. Like I think the best places Mink was talking about it on their, uh, travel draft, for the, the, the two, I guess, uh, people uh, in the press for the Ravens traveling, like the best places, L.A. and, and San Francisco uh, are on like holiday weekends or holidays themselves. And uh, that's a bit of a bummer. But I think it's kind of cool. Some of the other aspects of the of the schedule, you got all your away conference games, three in the five week first five weeks. And um, yeah. I don't know. It's just a very interesting schedule. Many different like subdivisions of uh, interesting stretches, and I'm looking forward to talking about it. Yeah, uh, I think my initial takeaway from the schedule was that um, this is a schedule that's going to forge a a a battle ready and mentally and physically strong playoff team, which isn't too much of a surprise. I mean, when we saw what the opponents were going to be for this season, uh, it, practically any way the schedule shaped out. It was going to uh, pose some tough stretches here for the Ravens. Yet, even as it came out, I feel like we're getting one of the tougher iterations that could have been possible. Um, some of these stretches that the Ravens have where they're shifting a lot of time zones in a few amount of weeks. Uh, the latest bye week in franchise history, I believe. Um, no. Week not, four. Okay. I, I think it was week 14 in the Super Bowl season, believe it or not. Super Bowl 47. Oh, uh, no, sorry. Super Bowl 35. Gotcha. Yeah, because yeah. so I, I, I will ask. I will put an asterisk there. I think this is the latest it can be in the new format. Because because prior to two thousand two, you had an odd number of teams. So there was bye week. I guess that means it must have been a bye week at the at the beginning of the season and the end of the season too for some team. Some there teams was. didn't play week one or week seventeen, which is kind of crazy to think about in today's uh, terms. But you know that's what that's what you had there. But yeah, I mean, we'll I, we'll, we'll dive into it. But yeah, I I think looking at it right now, this looks like one of the Ravens hardest schedules that they've been dealt over the past decade. But at the same time, um, there are some, some inner workings that when you squint, uh, maybe it's not quite as hard as it looks at first glance. So, um, certainly an interesting schedule. Yeah. One of the things that, uh, very minor, uh, nitpick here, but like <laughs> one of the things that kind of really stood out to me, um, divisional games for sure. Um, I don't know why it seemed like this year, Bengals and Browns are just like backed up. I mean, you have week two and week four. You, so you have the you have a home matchup against the Colts, kind of in between the two away games. Um, but you have two divisional away games in the first four weeks. That actually three uh, three within five because then the Steelers are right after. So it's a block of divisional games there. And then in week ten, you have home games against the Brown and Bengals back to back. It's like they just want to put all the like divisional games like immediately right after each other, except for week eighteen 
you know, of course, that last couple of years we've been playing against the Steelers and they wanted to keep that for whatever reason. But, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, they're definitely like blocks, I think, of the, you know, the season. Um, uh, you know, I'm sure to, you know, kind of break it down that way. Like, you know, there's a lot of away games in the first couple of weeks, um, including a matchup in London, which, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, hoping it's going to be a little bit better in 2017, but at least we're not playing the Jags. That's nice. A couple of home games a little bit later, but against some good opponents. Yeah, some, some West Coast travel, which we didn't really have to deal with too much last season. So, yeah, man, it's... um. It's, I mean, it's something I, I'm not going to say it's, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say like there's any, you know, nothing unfair or anything. Um, you know, I, I think for the most part, like it's laid out well, but yeah, man, it's, um, it's definitely not, I don't think it's going to be an easy schedule for sure. So I guess we're going to jump into it. Um, I don't know if we want to look at this week by week or as quadrants, but, um, starting off, you know, I don't want to say that the Ravens, you know, <laughs> are, are going to start off and it's going to be an extra preseason game. We, we did luck out uh, in, in our early days of the podcast when I called the week one 2019 was going to be a fifth preseason game for the Ravens and they won that game. Good gosh, what was that? 59 to 10 or something ridiculous against Miami. That could have that gotten on, to, on old takes exposed uh, pretty fast for <laughs> the pod. But um, you can't think of many easier draws to start out the season Houston a Houston team who likely will be starting uh their rookie quarterback his first NFL action at home in Baltimore you know hopefully an unexciting game and an easy win to start out with but yeah that's uh got Houston right off the bat there on this schedule first home game one of nine home games during the regular season you can remember it by 2023 being an odd year that means odd amount of games at home uh, at, at least, you know, until they introduce the 18th game. But for now, in this current uh, iteration, we got nine home games, only one preseason game at home. The first one against the Eagles now on Saturday, the big big schedule change as of today. Um, very excited for that game. I'm, I'm, I think it's really cool that we like almost always play the Commanders, local team, and this year we're, we're seeing the Eagles. I kind of like how it's uh, geographically confined in the preseason. But uh, to get back to that Texans game, really tough break uh, for CJ Stroud. Feel bad for him. That's about the worst opening matchup I can imagine. Um, I think uh, it might be his worst game of the year. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, you know, uh, I guess they haven't decided if they're going to name him a week one starter. But, uh, you know, that's definitely something uh something he's gonna have to deal with you know week one uh, not many rookie quarterbacks start in their first couple of weeks but there'll be a lot of growing pains for sure i think going into week two so um before so that one I, I don't know if this means anything because okay. it's espn espn actually already has cj stroud listed as the starter on <laughs> yeah, texas depth chart <laughs> okay yeah i don't i don't know if they if they got any tip or anything because usually those guys are listed as like third string <laughs> but we'll see he'll be throwing to robert woods and nico collins and tank dell and all the other uh, and Tank Dell yeah. and Hutch- oh, Hutch- Hutchinson, Hutchinson, yeah, right? I've forgotten that. Yeah, Xavier Hutchinson. Yeah, I actually yeah. think like they might have a decent little nucleus going. You know, you got Damian Pierce from last year. There's a chance yeah. that they'll be interesting, maybe. But, but you're catching uh, them at I, the that, right time. Yeah, not week one. Yeah, the, it'll be at least a third into the season for that offense to start clicking if it's going to click. Yeah, the Ravens are actually kind of blessed if they're going to face rookie quarterbacks, um, and they might. 
they're going to be playing them in the first six weeks of the season. So you'd imagine they're going to be a little worse at the beginning of the year than later in the year. And um, for most of the teams, I don't think it will really matter. Um, the teams probably just aren't going to win no matter who they play a quarterback. But it is good that, uh, that you know, we're facing them then. And I also think it's kind of fun. Personally, I'm excited for it to see some of these rookies up close and personal. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think this quarterback class has, has a lot of intriguing names. And obviously the first three, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson. I'm even slightly intrigued with Levis. I think that Tennessee is an interesting spot for him. And he does have traits that are interesting. He's definitely the number four prospect of those guys. But, you know, it definitely will get, will get an early pick or an early look at these guys. I think maybe Marcus not Williams Levis, is going to get an early pick. Uh, that's probably that too. Fun, <laughs> that's, I was getting ahead of myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then after Houston, you know, we got the easy one right off the bat and then uh, a matchup. I feel like the NFL likes to schedule this one. It's been a couple times that they've we've done this. Week two at Cincinnati. Now this game will be one o'clock, which feels kind of silly. I feel like both these games against Cincinnati and Baltimore should be prime time, but you know, Still, uh, you get a nice, good uh, test right off the bat going to the team that you're assuming is going to be the team that we're going to be fighting for the number one spot in this division for. So a hopefully easy matchup to just get everyone's feet wet, everyone back in the groove of of anything, and head off to Cincinnati, who will be coming off a game against Cleveland in Cleveland. Man, total barn burners. All right, Monday night. You ready for this? You got the New Orleans Saints at Carolina week two and and because like that's not interesting enough cleveland at pittsburgh so those that's probably why right there you can circle that cleveland at pittsburgh is probably the reason they're like oh we can't just show all afc north in prime time um the sunday night game is miami at new england but uh no i mean i mean yeah ravens (laughs) i mean and that's what that's what they're gonna say they're gonna say wake up at one o'clock eastern 10 a.m pacific time and watch it because i'm guaranteed that's going to be the game of the week or like not the game it of the probably week, will be like the, in that parlance but like the most televised game outside of a right uh, in that hour yeah the early yeah. hour yeah yeah dude the money making machine, i will say bro, i always got have the best games you know all <laughs> <laughs> littered throughout <laughs> yeah i will say i mean the, uh, the the real good news i think about playing the Bengals this early is that i think for the last couple of seasons they've been a little bit of a slow start um, I think they've you know taken some time to get things figured out. I know last year was kind of getting the offensive line uh, set. It took them a couple of weeks before they got things figured out. So there were a couple of matchups even early in the season where games were a lot closer, I think, than they should have been. So obviously this being a divisional match, like I don't know how much of that is to to kind of pull here. Um, you know, I think that they you know they know us, we know them. You know, there's not that many new pieces or flavors of things that they won't have seen before. But that being said, like, you know, am I looking forward to like this matchup in like December? Not so much because the Bengals have been really hot late in the season. Um, I would much rather play them at their turf, like really, really early in the season and hope to sneak out a win and then be ahead in the divisional race. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a great point. All right. So back to our topic of of rookie quarterbacks. Week three, (laughs) Ravens back home. Um, They will be facing... The Indianapolis Colts, who will either be quarterbacked by the man who we got to see his uh, get introduced to the NFL, uh, Mr. Gardner Minshew, or more likely, uh, Alex's favorite quarterback, 
or at least second favorite outside of Lamar Jackson, uh, Anthony Richardson. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my uh, one dynasty team that started up this year, I called him Ocho Cinco, and uh, it's the eight of Lamar Jackson's jersey and the five of Anthony Richardson's that make up my uh, team logo. <laughs> and uh, pretty pretty hyped about that dynasty team going into the future. I think it's going to be great, but um, I think Lamar Jackson is going to get the best of this scenario. Excited to see it at the bank. I thought that, you know, we're really blessed. Um, there's, a, there's a wedding going on at St. Demetrius on the 24th, and it pushed the Greek festival to the next week. It was originally going to be that weekend and I was going to be devastated. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah. I was going to be devastated and miss this game. I, I was like, it's not happening. This is the year I find my replacement. You'll have, like, <laughs> you have to tell me off air who was able to, to, to pull those strings. Yeah. I, well, I can tell you on air that's because they use paper schedules and they just like don't realize things <laughs> like to this day. <laughs> there's, okay. there's two paper books that they have to like deconflict and they're like, oopsie daisy. <laughs> Um, oh, so it wasn't a power play. It was literally just. <laughs> it's also a fest. It, okay. It's also a wedding that's going to take a lot of festival people out of it. It is a, uh, mm-hmm. a higher profile family, so to speak, uh, just like popular family, I guess, for lack of a better word, or well integrated. Gotcha. Anyways, we'll talk about it after the show. But <laughs> uh, I am very excited to see Anthony Richardson um, at the bank, and I think it's going to be his worst game of the season as well. <laughs> just like I called for CJ Stroud, but. Uh, you know, I, I think he has a bright future. And honestly, no better uh, setup, you know, and the whole, I think all these rookie quarterbacks, no one has a better setup than Richardson as far as offensive weapons around him and uh, competent line play. So, uh, yeah, I think um, you could definitely see them succeed later in the season. So great, great time of the year to get them. Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me is going to be um, how Jonathan Taylor plays. Um, I think he had a little bit of a down year last year um, in general. Um and yeah, I think, you know, if they can get him started early, certainly it will help Richardson and his development. Um, he's definitely a player that you can lean a lot on. Um, at least spoken with, by his production two years ago, for sure. So uh, definitely curious to kind of see where his trajectory is going to be. Um, I think he definitely has the potential to kind of break some of the defense a little bit. Uh, if you recall, I think it was two years ago, I think he had like quite a big run in the beginning of that Monday night matchup uh, in Baltimore. Mm, yeah um, on a screen I pass i think yeah i think so yeah um so yeah i think you know he's going to be a, a player i'm definitely going to look out for um but uh but yeah otherwise um uh, you know it'll be you know kind of fun to see another one of the rookie quarterbacks and uh this one yeah this one's a one o'clock game so uh, not necessarily prime time but yeah it should be good so the one game this year at least i can confidently say i probably will be having to watch a rewatch of the to get full takes, but I will be watching live while flipping Suvlaka is going to be at Browns on October, or yeah, October 1st, another one o'clock game. Definitely interested to see how this goes. Uh, Ravens are going to probably be looking for some blood after losing a game that they could have won last year um, away. So uh, they, they definitely want a redemption in this game. I think it's going to be really interesting to watch and uh, we'll, we'll get a really good idea. I think actually of how good the Browns are, after that matchup, you know, obviously we mentioned they'll be playing Pittsburgh week two in prime time. We'll be able to watch that as well. But, uh, you know, the Browns are not getting an easy start to the year either. Oh, yeah. This is this is going to be a really interesting game, I think. Not only do the Browns, like you say, they have to play Pittsburgh. Whereas, yeah, week one, they've got Cincinnati at home, then Pittsburgh on Monday Night Football. Week three, Tennessee, kind of a toss-up right now. I mean, you know, Tennessee could be a, a strong team or, or maybe not. Um, but... 
yeah, you're looking at, at three physical teams you're playing, then you're getting there. And an interesting scheduling quirk that we see here, starting this week and the next uh, two weeks after that, the Ravens are playing a team that are going into their bye week the next week after that. So Cleveland, we look at that physical start to the, the year. Are they going to go all out and say, we got a break after this? Um, or are they just kind of like, you know, be like, all right, let's it's regroup time. We're, we're dead. We're dead out of the gate <laughs> with, with those games. Don't know. It also could not mean anything at all. But that's just an interesting scheduling quirk that I saw that was interesting. Um, another interesting thing to note, um, this game is going to be in October. And this is the one month where the the Ravens have dominated the Browns uh, throughout their their history of these two franchises, as listeners know. But actually, in October, the Ravens have had some difficulty with Cleveland. They've only gone had seven matchups with Cleveland um, all time in games that have been in October, only winning four of them, which includes a one and two record in Cleveland. Um, so, interesting time to be playing the Browns again. Might not mean anything; could just be coincidence, but. Uh, you know, uh, look at this game. It it's gonna it's gonna say a lot for both teams. I think um, probably more Cleveland than Baltimore because there's a lot of questions as to whether or not Cleveland is on a good track. Is Watson going to be back after uh, last year? Left a lot of questions to be answered. So uh, AFC North football. It's going to be interesting. In 2019, this game was a reckoning. Also, week four uh, for the Ravens. That's true. So yep. yeah, we'll definitely see how it goes. Moving on to week five, you got another uh, AFC North matchup at Steelers. Uh, also another one o'clock game. Yeah, I think the divisional matchup back to back, third and three weeks, uh, third and four weeks. Uh, excuse me. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, uh, I get. Uh, I don't know. The Steelers are a very interesting team because I know I feel like they're never really hot at any given time um, necessarily. Like they're kind of just like. You just drop a couple games from like week to week, but they seem to kind of always be in the hunt. I think, uh, you know, I think the Steelers are going to be interesting. Definitely Pickett um, made some strides last year. going to be really interesting to see what he does year two. They got him a couple additional weapons. Um, they also got a uh, really good player, and it was at Broderick Jones, I believe, um, for their offensive line. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think they've got a lot of supporting pieces that could really kind of help their offense going into year two um, around Pickett. So, I don't know. I mean, this one will be uh, this one will be pretty exciting. I'm uh, just kind of curious to see what the new Steelers are going to look like. It feels like you can already chalk this one up to being a close game. I mean, you, you look at, at the past five seasons between these two teams, um, the only blowout has been the, the final week of the, of the 2019 regular season that the Ravens halted the Steelers minuscule chance of getting it sneaking into the last seed of the playoffs with just a, a fantastic performance by Gus Edwards and Justice Hill in the rain. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it almost doesn't matter if the Steelers are good or not. Cause even though it feels like this rivalry is not what it used to be because so many big name players have exited, particularly on the defensive side of the ball, something is still there. I don't know if it's because the head coaches are the same or, or just enough of both the front offices have been intertwined for so long and trying to build teams that are going to to out physical the other team. Um, but yeah, these these games are close. Uh, so this is going to be a, a physical two weeks of football, which, which will make the game that comes after this one very very interesting. Most definitely, big divisional matchup. Uh, tickets as low as one hundred and fifteen dollars. I'm seeing, <laughs> and uh, Cleveland's on buy this week which is another interesting point, you know, 
the Ravens are playing Cleveland the week before, then they go and buy. So they'll need to be licking their wounds for sure during that bye week. Week six is a weird one, boys. It's uh, the one when we're in London. So we go ahead and play the Titans. Technically, it's an away game for the Ravens, um, which is great. Tickets as low as $274. I wonder if that's been adjusted. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think um, I'm really curious to see if the Ravens can do better in London this year. And I hope that they will. I uh, can't do much worse than how that uh, Jaguars <laughs> game went. But I do recall it being a little bit surprising uh, <laughs> back that year. I was, so I was about we'll, to say, we'll how, how could it go worse from so many angles? How, how could anything possibly go worse than what? That'd be some social justice issue that, uh, <laughs> you know, like also, you know, influences the game and its perception and, and rem- remembrance long term. <laughs> Gosh. I don't know. Anyways. You have like a whole game full of Derrick Henry stiff arms or something like his previous highlight reels are just like pale in comparison to this game. He stiff arms with both arms. One of the, which has the ball (laughs) (laughs) and it's successful. He's able to to just squeeze the football into, into his face. I don't know. He actually might wear a visor, but he'll still somehow figure it out. You know, (laughs) defy physics and just (laughs) stiff arm. every. Oh man. I will say though, I am a little perturbed that this is the game that the NFL chose from, from the, the Ravens schedule to to move to London. It's like kind of like the Dolphins or or the Lions or someone. I mean, like I understand that the Titans are no longer in our division, but it really feels like since Vrabel got there, and even some of the games, you know, in the in the mid to late two thousands, like the the rivalry is hasn't really died out. They, these games are still very physical, very close. Um, I feel like both sides, you know, respectfully hate each other. This really feels like a game that should be in one of these two teams' stadiums. It's I, I felt like something was missing not having this matchup the past two seasons, and having it in an international environment feels like it's only kind of half there. I don't know. We'll see how it actually plays out, but I feel like this game should be in the states, and that's just my take. Yeah, it's it, it's definitely interesting, right? It, it, it's like. I could see it both ways because because I feel like this could be a good like this could be a good matchup that it's like it's almost got like that divisional energy like you do have a little mm-hmm. bit of that kind of like bad blood so you can kind of like give a taste to a fan base you haven't really tapped into of what that's like but I mean I think the key is you got to like build it up right so I'm, I'm sure the reporters the week before are going to be doing interviews and like looking for little pieces here and there and be like you know hey what do you think of like what Tannehill said about like so and so or whatever and like all they have sound bites going back and forth and like if they fed all that to the fan base over there then like okay I can see how like they're trying to like manufacture the like the drama over <laughs> overseas but it's not like a divisional matchup where fan like fans of the t- actual fans of the teams that are purchasing tickets and everything are going to get upset that you know all of a sudden now you know their tickets are worthless or they can't get overseas or something right um i mean i would be a little upset in in that situation but um i don't know yeah i mean or or it could just be a dud and then none of that happens and it's just like a a weird like we got to be cool because we're playing in front of people who don't know about our history kind of thing um I, I don't know. Like, yeah, it could go one of two ways. I just thought it was really interesting, though, that, like, I know the Jaguars are usually, like, the London team, and 
I, I don't. I actually don't remember if there are any other. I know obviously there are other teams that have gone to London. I didn't think the Titans were like number two on that. I, I think it's interesting that like there's two kind of like AFC South teams that are been playing in London. I don't know if that says anything about the Titans necessarily, but I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. I'm convinced that Titans fan Tim is the only Titans fan who's real. I've talked to multiple people <laughs> who who have either been, I mean, not a lot, but but multiple, more than more than two, who like either like have spent a good amount of time in Tennessee or from Tennessee, or like I met on like one of the few occasions I've been in Nashville. And the general consensus is that everyone cares about college football and doesn't care about the Titans. So, well, I mean, we that can be that explained by their video. I, I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, the average fan of that video does not know any NFL team except for the Titans by their logo. Yeah, man. And if for some weird reason a Titans fan is listening to this and, and you're offended by that, like, I mean, show you you guys got to do a better job. Like, I'm talk I'm telling I've talked to people who claim they're from Tennessee, and that's what they say about your fan base. So, <laughs> yikes! Well, the Ravens have the six most miles traveled for away games, most of which are coming. Not most, but you know a large amount coming from this away game. Uh, 26 time zones traveled. Th- uh, 25,442 miles. And also, this is the end of their three-game road streak. So, um, lots of road games at the beginning of the year in the first eight weeks. Only three games are at home, which is kind of nuts. The next game after the Titans is the Lions Sunday. October 22nd. This is the other game I might not be able to watch. Uh, (laughs) Or it's going to be interesting. But at Lions, very interesting game, in my opinion, because I thought the Lions were doing good things until they had the most wackadoodle draft uh, in recent (laughs) memory. Still got a lot of really good players. They just draft them in weird spots. Uh, (laughs) So we'll see how that plays out for them. Uh, Definitely a team I think that's on the rise, well coached, and this could be a trap game. Oh yeah, especially coming off the international game, I, I I find it interesting that the Ravens decided we'll we'll roll the dice on when our bye week will be instead of um, picking it then. But they have the reasons, I guess. I don't have much better to say than that. It's not the, what I would have decided. I get that that's an early bye week, but it's better than how late it ended up being. Yeah, I mean, I think this is a Lions team that, like you said, um, overachieved last year. Uh, based on what their expectations were a team that actually performed fairly well um, outdoors for a dome team, uh, a, a fast team. They got a lot of speed on offense. Yeah. This is a game that I think it could, it has the potential to be a, a bit of a shootout here and one that, yeah, 100% agree could be, could definitely end up being a, a trap game. And an interesting thing here to note, and I understand, I, I, I listened to some of your pod with Ken Alec, and I know Ken said that, that no one likes Monday Night Football. I don't know if I 100% buy that for all players. An interesting fact here is that after this game for the Lions, uh, they'll be hosting their first Monday Night Football game since 2019. Um, so there's going to be a, a, a good chunk of that roster who's never played on Monday Night Football in a home stadium before in the NFL. And you got to wonder if that's going to add some extra juice to them gearing up for that, uh, you know, being at their home crowd against uh, on a primetime stage or the opposite. They'll be looking for, uh, past this game against the Ravens towards that. Um, so 
just another interesting tidbit of, of the scheduling there that could work in favor of the Ravens or not. The Ravens are going to be red hot going into that game, five or six wins. Uh, hard to look past a team like that. I will say the Lions are going to have a little bit of juice, though, in that game. It should be Jamison Williams' first game back from suspension. Very little tape on him. Explosive athlete. One of my favorite prospects uh, from last year's draft. So definitely uh, a little concerned. Hopefully Money Marlowe can lock it down. And uh, Rocky Sin can, I guess, lock down uh, St. Brown or however it folds. But uh, definitely interested to see how that plays for the Ravens. I was going to say put Marlowe and Amon Ra all day um <laughs> i think he's gonna be the bigger guy but but yeah we'll, we'll see about jameson i know what do you have like one one reception last year in a couple of games but i don't know we'll uh we'll we'll, we'll see what happens but I, I was gonna say at least um you know hey the lions credit um their offensive line has been ridiculously good and uh if you've got uh, a good line and you've got a good running back which i you know i think gibbs is gonna be um i think that's a recipe for a really good road team so, yeah, I mean, just kind of playing into the, the whole trap game thing, it definitely could be. I think they've got some pieces to be able to, to do some damage, particularly on the road. So, um, yeah, the Ravens are definitely going to have to uh, be prepared for that. They can't really look past. Fortunately, I will say, I don't really think that they need to look past the Lions at all because I'm not worried about the Cardinals. That's the away game the following week, week eight. Uh, they're in Arizona to play the Cardinals for a 425 game. I feel like I've talked about it on the pod. I'm not a fan of the Cardinals. I think their franchise is probably the worst in the NFL. Ooh, hot take. I'm really not that <laughs> so I'm really not that sold about pretty much anything that this franchise does. I think it's gonna be fine. I think this like I, I would say the Cardinals would be a trap game just because I don't think that they're like I think the Lions are a good team. But I also just like I don't I don't really see the Cardinals winning that game either. I just don't really think they have a defense, and I mean their offense can be good, but I don't know. I'm not worried about it. What do you guys think? Kyler may or may not be back by then, um, so there's that part. But I think I've never heard of a team mocked to be the number one overall pick more than the Cardinals before any games have been played, or like they're talking about them being the number one pick before the draft even started last week you know, or this year, you know, a couple months ago. So uh, I don't know, man. The Cardinals are a mess. Uh, and this is definitely what should be a winnable game and basically just a scouting trip for the Super Bowl. Interesting. I mean, I'm not going to argue too hard for the Cardinals here, but um, <laughs> I, I guess I didn't know how bad Kyler Murray's injury was. Once He's he's not expected to start the season. I mean, he got, he got the ACL late. You he know, did? So. Okay. Yeah, I won't pretend. Yeah. I have no. It's yeah. It's unclear. I have no shares of any of the Arizona Cardinals offense in any dynasty leagues, and obviously, I'm not a fan of them. So, um, I'm, I'm a bit behind on my Arizona Cardinals uh, facts. But <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just it, it's so crazy because this team was a playoff team two years ago, and and Murray, while you know he gets some flack, like he can play. He, he just has room to grow obviously and last year which is absolutely horrible but yeah i mean it, on paper yeah this is definitely a game i think that the ravens match up very favorably in regardless of whether the the cardinals are the worst team in the nfl or just you know middle of the pack which i think is their ceiling right now but yeah i, th- I think we've said all on that one we can move on to the next game which will be uh, back home back home but still against the nfc west against the seattle seahawks uh 
maybe the surprise of last year's NFL season, unless you want to say the Eagles. I mean, I guess the Eagles making the Super Bowl, uh, the transformation Jalen Hurts had was maybe more surprising than, than Seattle just being good. But uh, another interesting matchup, and uh, I think this will be a great matchup for the defense here. You got DK Metcalf there. Uh, Tyler Lockett's still there. They drafted Jackson Smith and Enigma. They got Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet. Lo- loads of offensive weapons here. Questionable beak and Geno Smith do it again. Um, and I think you also look at the Ravens' travel schedule. Of, of all games on this schedule, I feel like this is the one where the Ravens have the biggest worry about being winded because you had, in, in this stretch beforehand, you had two tough divisional road games. Then you went to London back home against a, a, a team that we know can play fast in Detroit, went all the way to the West Coast, and now you're back home. Like, if there's going to be anywhere here where the Ravens are going to be winded, I think it'll be this game, or at least the potential for it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it, you know, it's one of those things, too, of like, on the flip side, I really wouldn't want to have this game be away either. Seattle's definitely a tough place to play. Um, so, yeah, it's just like, I think either way, I think this is definitely going to be a tough matchup. You know, I think uh, I, I think it's a great point, though. I think that, you know, with all the travel, I think there, there's bound to be probably a game in here uh, where they're kind of just going to need a rest game. You know, it, things are going to catch up. People aren't going to be sleeping well or whatever. And, you know, the game might slip through. And, uh, you know, that can be... a uh, could be a wake-up call <laughs> basically of like hey okay we've got through this like we need to refocus for our next couple games and uh you know I, I i i think that's okay like i mean they can afford to kind of slip this game up but uh i mean we're definitely gonna need it with the uh the next two home games after this as well like you can't lose too many of these yeah interesting to think that you know one home game trap game against the lions take a week another trap game at home against the Seahawks, but I do see it that way. Uh, this this middle subdivision here, or like front middle subdivision of Titans, Lions, Cardinals, and Seahawks, maybe not the most um, difficult sounding <laughs> set of teams. Not bad teams, not great teams, you know. But I think with the circumstances surrounding them, with the London travel and uh, everything, like. And also with the the two big games, like Chris alluded to, after the Seahawks, I think this is a really interesting stretch here that I hope the Ravens are able to come out at least three and one. But uh, you could see it going two and two, and it being like yikes, you know, this is um, a challenging, you know, we're, we're now challenged going into two divisional games. Uh, luckily at home, but yeah. So this is interesting. The next game, Week Ten, versus the Browns at M&T Bank on Fox. Uh, so this is the first year that the games are like bidded on. So most of the games are as you would expect it for the Ravens. Most are on CBS. Sometimes when you're paying an NFC opponent, it's on Fox. But this one, two AFC teams on Fox. So pay attention to that when November 12th happens. But uh, yeah, seeing the Browns at home is going to be interesting. You know, we talked about how it's going to be a, a very tough game away week four and if i recall correctly we beat the browns like on like uh you know end of game field goal or something last year at home so uh not the easiest game yep yeah so i think it's gonna be another tough matchup 
Yeah, and uh, I mean, it's, uh, it's hard to predict now. It, it all comes down to two things. I mean, Deshaun Watson, obviously. And I think another thing that's going a little bit overlooked is uh, Cleveland running game. Um, Nick Chubb's been insanely consistent, but he's getting older. At some point, his production's going to, to take a dip. Um, I think sometime between the next three seasons is reasonable, given where his age is. And you don't have Kareem Hunt there anymore, if I'm correct. Um, I'll check that. He's undecided. Is he undecided? <laughs> indet- so he might be there. Not, he he's not probably, but it's indeterminate. Right, yeah. it's indeterminate. But also that does tell you a lot there, though. If if you know, th- there's there's those questions yeah. surrounding him. Is that he's not the same guy that we've we've seen in in, in years past? I mean, I, I I'll continue to say I think that he's always been a little overrated, but you know he still was one of the best change of pace second uh backup running backs in in the league and was huge for that Cleveland offense. We could see yeah, we could see their rushing offense be not quite as good as it has in years past and that's something that will really hurt them in matchups with the Ravens. Um so that's all to say that the, it's kind of hard to predict this one at this point. Um but it's it's another spot, going to be another tough divisional game. Yeah, quickly after this one, uh Thursday night game at home against the Bengals. Uh Amazon Prime. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, gosh, this feels really weird. There's like three games in a row. I guess we could come up with a narrative here that it could be a trap game. Like the Browns game could be a trap game if the Ravens are looking for the Bengals. Um, obviously, that's a big matchup, especially late in the season. Like, I think Burrow's going to be playing real well. Chase is going to be playing real well. Um, yeah, this one's going to be great. I really hope I can make this one for sure. Uh, I know, Peter, you got first dibs on, on this game. but uh, Yep, yep. Yeah, uh, I think I do think it's a great time for it though. Um, November December divisional game, uh, playoff implications on the line. There's there's a number of weeks. I think a lot of things can happen in the next couple of weeks. But I think with where both these teams are at, I don't think any team is going to implode the last couple of weeks of the season. So um, I do think this means a lot. So yeah, it's it's going to be a game. I think uh, I'm glad it's at home. Obviously, you know, going to an away game on on Thursday night's not fun, but. Um, it's going to be a big one for sure. I'm looking forward to this one. It being a home game is definitely an advantage. However, the week before Cincinnati's playing Houston in Cincinnati. So they have that like pseudo bye week uh, <laughs> going into But it's later the in the season. This this might be when 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 Stroud and company, you know, that offense starts clicking. So it might it might not be. It's a beautiful thing. Be. I like the idea. I like the idea. Yeah, as, as, I also hope I'm at this game. I, I I have full intentions, <laughs> but uh, you never know what curveballs life might throw at you. Uh, th- but yeah, this is the primetime game, you know, primetime game at home. Uh, tailgates are always through the roof. And, uh, you know, we'll have to get off work a little early on Thursday and uh, get downtown. You know what I'm saying? I'm all for it. Yeah. Me too. I didn't even think. I didn't even think about that. Oh man, that'd be fun. I didn't either until he just mentioned it. But now I've, take I've the day off. Plans. I take the whole day off. <laughs> Barbecue in the morning. Like, Ooh. <laughs> man, that'd be nice. We'll be tailgating from like nine a.m. We <laughs> <laughs> have to get a uh, correspondent K fish. We need to get his brisket in. I told him we're gonna go down E three with the smoker in the back of some pickup truck I rented, like Home Depot. You know? <laughs> <laughs> the whole day <laughs> the brisket will start we'll pick him up going down 83 do 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 <laughs> smoke coming out the back <laughs> be a beautiful thing but yeah this is a big game obviously uh prime video make sure everyone's figured out how to watch a game on thursday night before then 
this this could decide the division at this point the division race will be a little clear obviously a lot of football left to be played after it but this is going to be a tiebreaker, you know, almost definitely. One of these teams is going to be looking for revenge after losing the game before. Uh, going to assume it's not going to end in a tie, you know. So it's it's going to be it's going to be huge. Well, if you like primetime, I got a treat for you. The Chargers game Sunday night, the weekend of Thanksgiving at SoFi Stadium on NBC. <laughs> uh, this is a huge game. Got to travel across the country. You have like a mini buy after the Thursday night game to prepare for it, but uh, could be a high flying team with lots of pass catching targets, a, a star quarterback, and uh, you know, pretty uh, dynamic pass rush. And you can probably already chalk it up as a W for the Ravens because Dubs. we know that the Chargers, um, as much as we want, you know, we know that over the past uh, two seasons the Ravens have had their fair share of um, losses in the fourth quarter. The Chargers just lose the whole second half. They don't, you don't even need to focus on the fourth quarter. So feels like a good good opportunity there. <laughs> See, I feel like the Chargers have like personally attacked you, Peter. Because I like, I mean, huh. you know, I, I don't, I don't like the Chargers either necessarily. But like, I, I was gonna say that I think this is gonna be like the Bengals. I think it's gonna be a really hard matchup for the Ravens just because of their cornerback depth. Chargers definitely have a lot of weapons on the outside, and they've got a quarterback who can throw any part of the yep. field. Um, you know, I, I don't know who's going to be lined up on which receiver at this point. I mean, they've got a ton of big-bodied guys who can run, but, uh, <laughs> but I think uh, it's it's certainly going to be interesting putting these these two teams back to back. It's if the Ravens uh, have any issues with the Bengals, I think you know the Chargers are going to see the same thing and be like, you know, we can exploit that. They've got a similar roster, at least on offense. Defense, I'm not going to say that they're anywhere close. But After that's the bye. And um, I would call this six-week, five-game part of the season the uh, the primetime subdivision. But uh, the one game that's an outlier is at home against the Rams, who probably will be the worst team in the NFL. Uh <laughs> <laughs> like said the Cardinals are going to be the worst team in the NFL. <laughs> I think they're going to be fighting for it, but I think the Rams aren't going to have okay. a draft pick knowing them. So they're, they're just going to give, is that going to be another pick for the lions? That's awesome. Probably not. I think they're, maybe they have their first round pick this year. <laughs> it might be a perfect a, year for them to tank. Go get great. one of those top quarterbacks. They'll trade oh, it away shit. anyway by week eight. Yeah. They'll, they'll do a, <laughs> a trade deadline, pick up some stupid player because <laughs> they're already like losing. They've got uh they finally have their first round pick. Oh man, they're getting their quarterback. Dude, guarantee dub for the Ravens. This team's gonna be 0 and like 13 by this point. 0 and 12. (laughs) They already they already have their quarterback, don't they? I mean They drafted uh uh, I drafted Bennett. Yeah, stat I mean he honestly (laughs) could be starting this game. Mr. Eight years of of undergrad and no degree. Are you serious? He had eight years of undergrad and no degree. I don't know if it's quite, but the, but the dude's like twenty six, but he uh, the that's what came out in the past couple of weeks. Dude didn't dude didn't graduate, and oh he was in God. college forever. It's pretty bad. It's a bad look. Just down. That's why the Ravens didn't draft him. <laughs> right? Yeah, that was the one reason why they didn't draft him. <laughs> <laughs> like, nah, we're gonna go with Kyle Blue Kelly. He seems real smart. <laughs> I I can't remember. I think he was drafted actually in the fourth round, so that's not even valid. But but yeah. The Rams, man. I I think this this should be a dub, but uh, 
definitely an interesting game. Uh, a game that I think, you know, obviously we have the bye week to prepare for it. So that's that's nice. Um, but you hope that they're not looking past it because they have two, three, four. You know, the end of the season's not not easy for the Ravens. So lots of games after this that are going to need all their attention. I will say, while it's a tough schedule, it's going to be exciting. The, going back to Jacksonville, making that a Sunday night football game, uh, that's really exciting. Another interesting tidbit of Monday night football or primetime football uh, <laughs> trivia for you. Jacksonville, two weeks prior to this, they'll be hosting the Cincinnati Bengals on Monday night football. Guess what year was the last year that Jacksonville has been on Monday night football? I thought this was incorrect, but I, then I saw multiple sites back this up. 2017? Way off. Way off. 2011 is the last time that Jacksonville has been on Monday night. That's was that against the Ravens? Football. I think there was one game uh, that they played. Yeah, so in 2011, they played us on October 24th, and then December 5th, they played in San Diego. Or no, against San Diego. Um, got crushed. And, and that apparently is the most recent time that Jacksonville has been on Monday Night Football until two weeks before um, this game, this, this Sunday night game. So that's pretty wild, but it really has no bearing on this game. Still, though, I think that, you know, we, we saw some big strides from the Jaguars offense last year. Obviously, I mean, great comeback by them. Tip their cap. You got to tip your cap to what they did uh, last year. Um, should be a great uh, a great game. Uh, I think that the Ravens are going to come in there wanting revenge, and I think they're going to look at Jacksonville, who I'm assuming, considering how weak the AFC South is, uh, will be in position for a playoff spot again. They'll look at this as as someone that they could possibly match up with in the first round and, and want to really make a statement. So um, it's, it's a, a really interesting game for late in the year. Yeah, I think this one's great. Um, like you said, Peter, Jacksonville, definitely an ascending team. You know, that game last year, I was just so disappointing. <laughs> it was just one of, one of those games. I feel like, you know, the Jags at that point were not really the ascending team that we kind of think of at this point, or at least it was one of those where we thought the Ravens were like clearly a step up and, uh, man, just felt like they blew that one, uh, for sure. So I, you know, I definitely, uh, think this could be a little bit of a revenge game, but uh, but that being said, yeah, the the Jags have definitely got an ascending offense for sure. Um, their defense is also pretty good. They've got some nice pieces. Uh, they drafted fairly well this year as, as well. So um, I think another year with uh, Lawrence and, and Doug Peterson, I, th- I think their offense is going to be even better. But yeah, it's, it's going to be cool for sure uh, to have a, a primetime game. I think that's a that's a great one. Um, just a, a great uh, matchup for that team. I'm curious, actually, do you, um, we'll have to take a look at the uh, Jaguar schedule. You said they had that Monday night game against the Bengals before and the Sunday night game against the Ravens. I wonder how many other primetime games they might have. Yeah, I'll have to look it up. Um, I mean, you make the playoffs, and even if you've been bad for a while, that, that definitely uh, peaks the the schedule makers' interest. But uh, let's get the Jaguar schedule up here. They have a Thursday night game at New Orleans and then and then just the those two games that they host Cincinnati December 4th and Baltimore December 17th so only three night games two of which in the last month of the regular season last full month of the regular season against uh, the AFC North at home oh, okay man you kidding me with the amount of draft picks they had <laughs> holy cow <laughs> 
This team was out of control. They had like what, 14 or 15 draft picks. Uh, <laughs> they had three picks in the fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh round. <laughs> Just addicted to picking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They got a, they got a quarterback. This is their first quarterback since uh Brunel, really. They're like we got to we got to go all in. We might never get one again. <laughs> oh my gosh. And they they drafted uh Parker Washington after the uh Chenault experience didn't work for them. They uh went ahead and got Parker Washington another kind of similar, you know, running back as a wide receiver prospect. Very interesting. Well, I I definitely think this is going to be a tough game rookies or not they got they got the tools that they need to to compete and uh the next game is not going to be that uh much easier i don't think at all 49ers christmas night and uh maybe they'll have their quarterback situation figured out by then so this is definitely a team you want to get earlier in the year uh, but uh <laughs> yeah we'll certainly see how this one plays out and uh hopefully you can get that dub to end uh the holiday celebrations yeah, this this one could be a, a Super Bowl preview. You know? I mean, I think the NFC, we all have a hard time seeing anyone outside of San Francisco or Philadelphia representing them, right? And I mean, the AFC, let's be honest, is crowded, but I think the Ravens have just as good a shot as probably about seven or eight other teams, you know? So uh, it be interesting from that angle. We'll see how both those teams are shaping up at that time. But also just an interesting one just because of how much both these teams love the ball to run the ball and uh, do defense. I don't think that the 49ers are really built the same way as like, say the Steelers are. So it's not really like looking at two teams that are kind of mirror images of each other, but they still like to do a lot of things that the Ravens like to do. So from that standpoint, I think it'll be pretty interesting. Yeah, I do agree with you though. You feel better about a win here. If this game is in the first half of the season than the second, but at the same time, I think it being later in the season, we're going to get a really good matchup here. And and if it's a Super Bowl preview, even better. Yeah, I'm definitely curious about this one. I like the Ravens' history. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, I was just going to say, I'm, I'm curious about this one because I, I, I don't disagree. Like, I think the 49ers are a good team. Um, but I will say over the last couple of years, like, I mean, they've had a lot of, uh, you know, uh, unfortunate kind of luck in terms of injuries. Um and to the point where I feel like I'm not, like, I don't know, like, I could see them regressing a little bit because we really just don't know if they're really that good or if they've kind of, like, struck gold a year and then, you know, kind of reverted back to their shells and struck gold again, you know what I mean? So, um, you know, the quarterback situation, obviously, they got to get it figured out. They still don't know if it's going to be Purdy or Lance or, you know, what's going on there. Um, I don't think they're going to have an issue with, like, running back. I think their offense will be okay. Um but, you know, in terms of some of the other players, like, you know, I just, I don't know what their roster is going to be like. Are they going to have any injuries that are going to derail things? And what's what's going to happen there? Um, I, I do think, you know, it could be a tough matchup for sure. Um, I don't think it's going to be the same as, you know, maybe games against like the Bengals or like the Jaguars. I think to me, like, I don't know. I feel like those teams are a little bit more worrisome in terms of like matchups. But, uh, but yeah, it, it'll definitely be interesting. Um just from like the, you know, kind of where the 49ers have been for the last couple of years. I will say, I guess I'm sort of glad um, it being a Monday night game. It's also a Christmas uh, game as well. It's it's at least the evening of Christmas. So hopefully win or loss, whatever happens, everyone, like you've gotten your celebrations out of the way. If you observe uh, Christmas, get them out of the way, 
have everything like be good and be with family and everything if the ravens do lose like it's 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 the next day leave it the next day you know don't uh don't don't let it spoil your uh your celebrations right yeah <laughs> i don't know the only thing i'm celebrating on christmas this year is the ravens <laughs> it's gonna be a it's gonna be a big one looking forward to it new year's eve versus the dolphins at home i don't know if you guys remember that game or just blacked out from the beginning of the season last year but uh definitely a little bit of a revenge game for the ravens end of season probably two playoff hopeful teams uh fighting for seating so uh huge game at the bank yeah definitely um you know we've talking about a couple games where we're saying that maybe the ravens didn't catch a team at the best time you love to play miami um up north at home in december like I feel like every time that the Dolphins have been in Baltimore in the second half of the season, it's been not just a win for the Ravens, but a pretty big one. Uh, interestingly, last year, December was when this team imploded, if anyone remembers. Uh, you, they lost all their games in December, and that includes, and if you want to extend it a bit, they lost in on January 1st as well, so did not play well down the stretch last year. Just one season, of course, still. But regardless, though, I, I think that that is a schedule advantage there in the Ravens' favor uh, to be playing Miami at home uh, in December. Yeah, I'm glad we get another crack at them, for sure. Um, they're no, Dolphins are another one of those teams, man. It looked like they definitely, um, they, they, they've definitely tried to put a lot of pieces in, particularly on defense. Um, you know, I feel like they were... Uh, they were signing guys and they traded for a couple guys during the season last year to kind of shore things up, uh, particularly their pass rush. You just haven't found the guys that have been strong enough contributors, like kind of full time. Um, mm-hmm. But they ended up uh, bringing over um, Jalen Ramsey to pair with Xavier Howard. So, you know, their secondary, which was already pretty good, I think got a little bit better. Um, but that being said, yeah, just, you know, they were a really confusing team down the stretch. Like even, you know, being without Tua, like I, I get that that's going to hurt. Um, but you know, it's kind of like the opposite of the 49ers, right? Like the 49ers clearly, like they thrived, even though they were on their, you know, third quarterback with Purdy and, uh, the offense seemed to be fine, but Miami just like, I don't know, they have the pieces to put things together, but then some weeks it just, it doesn't work at all, um, on offense or defense really. So yeah, this is like another one of those games. Like if the dolphins are hot, this will be a great matchup. Look forward to it. But I could also see a world where. The Dolphins kind of do Dolphins things and just sort of, <laughs> I feel like floundering around isn't really the right word because that's not what Dolphins do. But um, yeah, it was some sort of metaphor like that or just kind of like uh, really don't figure things out. And, uh, you know, they kind of employed a little bit. Um, I'm, I'm definitely curious to kind of see. There's a lot of season between uh, between beginning and, and when we play them. So could uh could end up being a, a great game to just uh veg out a little bit and just watch them domination i'd love to see that all right and then that brings us home to the end of the regular season again at home uh, Ravens will be playing the pittsburgh steelers and hopefully unlike two years ago this will not be a game where we're hoping that a the ravens win and then also frantically watching the scoreboard for eight other things to happen to sneak into the playoffs and the ravens will have everything wrapped up and this game can just be you know for divisional pride i sure hope so 
<laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, I remember that game. Wet. Sad in the year. Bowser probably wants to forget it. I got hurt that game. Time to be determined. Maybe this game gets flexed like it did uh, in the past, but I highly doubt it. I don't think this will be the game that people want to watch. Uh, I just doubt that it will have playoff implications that high. But yeah, I guess we'll certainly see when it gets scheduled for. All right. Well, with that, unless there's anything else you want to say to the schedule, I guess we can wrap this up by doing the completely useless but always fun uh, prediction of record of the Ravens now that we've seen this. I feel like we should start with Duco, Chris, myself, and Alec, because usually we've got Alec as the the uber optimist. Chris is the most pragmatic and myself somewhere in the middle. So <laughs> <laughs> not to put you on the spot with the first one, Chris. <laughs> yeah. Um, one second. I want to pull up. What the heck did we do last year? 10 and 7 last year. I do. I mean, for what it's worth, I do think the schedule is going to be harder this year. Um I know, uh, I feel like we were okay. I mean, we were 8-3 and three for the first 11 weeks, 12 weeks or so, and then just kind of imploded the last half with Lamar's injury. Assuming everyone's healthy, I will say, <laughs> um, I don't see it, like, I'm not going to say we're going to, like, sweep everybody here, but I'm thinking, like, 11-6. and six, I think that's probably going to be good enough to, I mean, at least get a you know wild card spot. I think, yeah, given the schedule, just, just a couple games in there are probably going to toss up and lose that we'll be upset about in the moment and I'm sure we'll analyze it and be like you know if they did these like two things better it would have been fine but it's just how the Ravens are I think so 11 and 6 but I think it'll be good enough that's all we need nice yeah I am going to go one game higher say 12 and 5 um, you know this exercise like we said it feels pretty fruitless because we just don't know who's going to be healthy for the Ravens, what these teams are going to actually be. But, you know, for the heck of it, while we were going game by game, I put in predictions, wins and losses. Uh, Right now, losses, I said, at Cincinnati, at Pittsburgh, versus Detroit, versus Seattle, and at San Francisco. So that puts us to 12-5. and Feels reasonable. Uh, Maybe a tad optimistic, again, like we said, with how tough this schedule is and with how stacked the AFC is. But... Um, you know, if we can get if we can get a full season, full season out of Lamar, you know, the this team, there's no reason this team can't be in the mix and and get the number one seed. Let's not forget that the Ravens they were they were number one seed when Lamar, uh, Lamar went down in 2021. How high were we in 2022 last year? Doesn't matter. Mm, but we know we that this bad. team, yeah, that we know this team finishes high if Lamar is healthy. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to just say I want Lamar healthy at the end of the year. You know, if he misses a game or two during this long season, you know, that's somewhat, you know, it's better, it's better obviously than not being available for the playoffs or near the end of the year when you need to get in the playoffs. I think you guys are right around correct with the wins and losses. Um, I would, I would probably lean higher, um, like, like Peter around the 12 win, but it's not easy, you know. I, I counted up dubs, you know, it's going dub, dub, dub. I had 11 like actual dubs. And I usually like count all the other games as half because like, you know, can't give them a full L. They're never, they're never full L's. So, <laughs> you know, maybe it's a little bit more. But I think the thing is, I don't care what their schedule uh, wins and losses is as long as they are kings of the north. And that's what I'm going to call for this year. I'm going to call for kings of the north 
divisional title and uh, therefore get a home playoff game. It's not the game, though. The game is you got to call out a record, man. That's the game. All right, fine. I'll go one more. 13. And we're all picking all right, the over. We we're all picking the That's over. That's all I was asking for from you. The rest is great. Sure. That's all I was asking. Yeah. <laughs> we're all picking the over for the Ravens uh, total. Only four What's losses. Is that at like league. 10 and a half? Nine no, and it's half? only a nine and a half. Nine yeah. and a half. I think Vegas well, doesn't believe in Lamar's health. I mean, that's the only thing I can like chalk mm-hmm. up as why they're so low. I mean, granted though, like that's kind of the the ceiling, you know, I think like maybe just the chiefs are like 11 and five, which is like insane. That's just like, wow. Uh, there's a couple 10 and five teams, not many. So like it's, it is, a, it's, it's tough. I mean, it's tough to win in the NFL. It's tough to win consistently. Um, you'd be a damn good team. Like the Ravens were last year and go 10, seven. Um, it happens. So I completely understand it. Uh, I just think this is this is a solid year. I, I get a lot of 2019 vibes uh, from this this squad, and I, I just hope it ends uh, better than than 2019. But I think the ride might be just as fun. Well, that wraps up the show. Thanks so much for listening and uh, waiting for us to release our schedule show. Let us know how many wins you think the Ravens are going to get at this far too early juncture. You can reach to, out to us and tell us that on Twitter at one winning pod or email us one winning pod at gmail.com we'll be back eventually probably about two weeks maybe do a state division show but uh we'll talk about it we'll figure it out and uh certainly not the last time you'll hear from us and with that go ravens <laughs>